Hey, good morning. Well, good afternoon. This is Joe McCall, REI in your car. So I'm just leaving now my third class for my real estate agent's license continuing education. And this one was all about agency and contracts. So yeah, I know, I can, I can hear the snores. You already are all asleep. <laughs> You're thinking, oh no, Joe's going to talk about agency and contracts. I'm going to skip this podcast. I'm not going to listen to this. But actually, I'm not going to talk about agency or contracts. I talked enough about it. I list, I, trust me, I don't want to talk about it. But uh, this class was actually really interesting, and the lady who was teaching it was pretty funny, so that was nice. I have one more class to take. You know, agency is important, especially if you're licensed, and understanding contracts are important. You know, what's interesting though is the realtors are not required are not allowed. Oh, let me just say it this way: realtors are only allowed to fill in the blanks on the realtors approved contracts they can only use realtor approved contracts but I asked the lady afterwards I said well because one let me backtrack a little bit more uh, when I do lease options I like to hire realtors to market my homes for me but I want my realtors to use my attorneys contracts for the lease option stuff now, you can do the realtors contracts if you want but and you just you know you represent yourself, so you have to make it very clear that it's a non-brokered transaction. But I asked her afterwards. She said, "Well, what if my attorney? If what if I'm a uh, excuse me? What if I'm an agent? I'm representing a landlord, and the landlord wants me to lease his properties out, but he wants me to use his leases that his attorney prepared." And she said, well, first of all, I'm not an attorney. You need to ask an attorney. <laughs> you need to ask an attorney for an attorney's approval of an attorney who's doing it, whatever, right? So one of the things you'll learn really quickly is when you start ask, asking these kinds of questions, they always defer to somebody else, right? It's hard to get a straight-up answer. But anyways, I think she's right. She says that if it's, an, if it's his attorney, if it's a landlord's attorney who wants to use his own contracts that his attorney prepared that's okay just make sure it's okay with your broker and make sure you have something in writing that says to the to the landlord okay just so you understand um, I'm recommending that we use the Realtors contracts but you are not using you don't want to use the Realtors contracts you want to use your own that your attorney prepared so you're doing so at your own risk just so you know right so as long as you get that kind of stuff in writing so it doesn't come back on you as a realtor later on down the road that, hey, you were using illegal contracts. Because technically, right, you are representing somebody. If you're an agent, you're representing the seller or you're representing the buyer. And as long as it's not illegal, you have to do what they want you to do, right? That's what agency is, as long as it's not illegal. So if they tell you, I don't want you to take a picture of my bathroom, <laughs> let me say it this way. I don't want you to take a picture of my kid's bathroom in your listing. You have to do it, right? You can't, you can't uh, not include a picture of that. Or you can't include a picture in the listing if your seller says not to. Does that make sense? So 
as long as you're not breaking the law, you have to do what your the, the your your agency says. You know, if you're representing a seller, does that make sense? So as long as they're using an attorney's contracts, which I am using on my lease options, I'm using my attorney's contracts. Then, yeah, so cool. It's funny. I was talking to a, uh, an attorney one time when we were buying our first house, our second house um, that we were going to live in, and man, he ripped to shreds the realtor's contracts, and he was so mad. He hated realtor's contracts, and he said, you know what? You look at this thing, and it only really protects one party, and that's the realtor and their broker. That's it. And if you look at it, yeah, maybe the whole thing doesn't protect the agency, the broker, but there's a lot of language in there that protects the broker, right? That's annoying to me. But anyway, wow, didn't mean to go down that trail. You know what? I'm going to break this up into two podcasts because I did have something really important I wanted to say about getting your head out of the minutia. And, uh, but that's not going to fit in very well with what I'm talking about right now because when you get into these realtor stuff and these classes, man, you really do have to dig into the minutia. And the minutia is important. So let me just keep this conversation on realtors, realtor stuff. Um, I'm actually going to be probably getting my broker's license real soon here. I'm not sure what the requirements are. I'm going to look it up. But uh, I think you have to be at least you have to be a regular licensee in the state of Missouri for a couple years before you get your broker's license. And if the law says I have to have at least several listings, <laughs> well, I guess I'm never going to get my broker's license because I've never done. You know, I've done a buyer's agency before, but I've never done a listing, 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 traditional realtor stuff. So who knows? Maybe I'll never get my, my broker's license. But why would somebody, I want to bring this back to the realtor issue. You're an investor. You're, you're flipping deals or you want to flip deals. Why should you get your license or why shouldn't you? Well, I'm going to make the argument that you should. I think it's important. I think it protects you more than it hurts you. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on. You know, it's always has been. It's nothing new. There's always been this uh, debate or problems or issues with non-licensed people flipping real estate without a license. Because if that's all you do, if all you're doing is assigning contracts or double closing, um, it could be frowned upon and the real estate commission could come down on you and say, hey, you are brokering real estate without a license. You can't do that and you get your wrist slapped and you get a fine and you get a cease and desist. And worst case, if you like thumb your nose at them, whatever that means, and you would completely ignore the real estate commission and you, you flip them the bird and you tell them where to go, they could recommend you be tried in a, a criminal court and you, criminal court could decide that you go to jail. So I mean, that is the law. You, you can't broker real estate without a license. And you could argue that I'm a principal I have equitable interest till you're blue in the face, but when you're trying to make that argument in front of a real estate commission that is 99% who's filled with people, like usually, I don't know how many are in a real estate commission's thing, but there's usually like eight or 10 or 12 people. Like almost all of them are realtors. Usually only one is not. So when you're trying to argue in front of 10 realtors that you are an equitable, you have equitable interest, you're a principal and you're not brokering, yeah, fat chance of winning that argument with them. It just doesn't work. So I've talked about this before, but you know, 
they they want to look at your intent. Is your intent to actually buy this house, or was your intent to just assign the contract? Because if it is, I mean, if your intent was just to assign the contract, and you've been doing this a lot, and you've never had any intent, and you never would have any intent to buy the house, well, you're just trying to get around the brokering laws. So you're brokering without a license. Tisk tisk tisk. Shame on you, and you're in trouble. So, you know, you could argue, well, that's ridiculous, and it is. I'm not saying <laughs> it is ridiculous. I know. It's like you could. You just got to. If you're going to fight that battle, you just got to make sure you got a good attorney on your side that's going to defend you and make the argument. I have heard of cases where the real estate commission has threatened to sue an investor, and the investor had a good attorney. And the attorney said, hey, go pound sand, real estate commission, and showed them you know, what this guy, what this investor was doing was fine, and the real estate commission backs off. So that has happened, right? So somebody on the other side of the table would say, well, well I guess let me backtrack a little bit more. It's for those reasons that I think it's, it's a good idea to get your real estate license. I don't think it hurts anything. Yeah, you have you know, an ethics commission or you have the real estate board that you have to answer to. I mean, not the real estate commission, but like the own realtors board. So you have maybe more rules that you have to follow. You have to be, you have to be held more accountable. You have to be held to a higher standard. But really, what's wrong with that? I don't know if anything's wrong with that. That might be a good thing. Okay. So getting your license, I feel is a good idea. I actually have my license with Keller Williams. I still do deals as an investor. I still buy and sell and fix and flip and lease option uh, properties as an owner, for sale by owner, by, for, for contract by owner. I have to disclose that I'm an agent. So yeah, it's all good, right? And if you're, you know, when I'm doing a lease option, I try to get a realtor to advertise and market the home for me. And um, so I think the benefits outweigh the costs. Some people would argue that you shouldn't get your license because it makes it too hard to actually um, be a principal and to represent yourself if you're doing a lot of flipping. Because what if you you get a contract with the seller at a huge discount, and the seller then realizes later on that, oh, you know what? I should I didn't mean to sell it that low. Uh, this 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 guy is taking advantage of me in my poor situation, or it's an elderly person, and the the family finds out that the elderly person signed this contract at 50 cents on the dollar. And they're going to go after you and file a complaint against you that you took advantage of them. And because you were a licensed agent, you should have known better and you should have whatever, right? And so that is one frustrating thing about being a realtor is because there's this unwritten rule that you you can't make too much profit, whatever that means. All right, so what should you do? Get your license? I think you should. The uh, You get access to the MLS, Okay, so no more lying that you are somebody else's assistant, right? And you you get access to better information. And, you know, I think a lot of times that actually will give you more credibility with the seller. I don't think it hurts your credibility. You just have to explain very clearly up front, you know, I'm not looking to get a listing. I am an investor. I just want to buy your house. So my point in all this is um, get a license. And that's all I have to say. If you're looking for a good broker to hang your license with, find a, an investor-friendly broker. Every real estate investors association or real estate club will have uh, realtors that are there, and you can just ask around. 
you know, who's a good investor-friendly broker that understands creative real estate, that doesn't mind, you know, me doing deals on my own, and you'll find them. I hang my license with Keller Williams. I like Keller Williams. It is a network marketing company. <laughs> There's no uh, way of getting around that, but it's still a good company, and uh, you can, they do, they're a network marketing company just because everybody gets referrals if you refer somebody else. But they do legitimate real estate stuff. So they're not just like a multi-level marketing company, even though they are. But they're, they're also a real broker. And they have really, really good training. Very good training. And uh, they're well known for their real estate, um, that, that book, The Millionaire Real Estate Investor. So they are investor friendly for the most part. You just got to make sure when you're talking to somebody at the, 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 the main office person. I don't even know what they're called because I never go there. Here I am recommending Keller Williams, and I'm never there. I don't think anybody in that office knows who I am. But you got to ask the managing office guy if uh, they're okay with you doing deals on your own. And they should say yes. They may ask you to pay a little bit of money for each deal. So you just need to make a judgment call if you're going to do that or not. And, and I, I think I've been already talking about this. Didn't I talk about this recently? That's all i got to say. I'm here at my meeting. i got to get off the phone. And uh, take care, guys. See you.